I'm 29 and I get that that's young, but my frontal lobe is fully developed just like yours, man. And welcome back to the Hard Feelings Podcast. This is, of course, my mental health podcast where I talk about things like anger, anxiety, depression, jealousy, rage, all of these hard feelings. Forgot my own intro, aka hard feelings. You'd think I'm doing it for the first time every week, but you know what, folks? That's anxiety. You know, sometimes we we overcome the same fear over and over again, and sometimes a twinge of nervousness still sinks in. How could you possibly be nervous? There's no one in the room, but I know. I know you'll be listening eventually. I've had enough people that I know in real life confirm that they listen to the podcast for me to get a little bit nervous. If you know me in real life, I appreciate you more than you know. I cannot believe you take the time to listen to my ramblings, my musings. Um, if you're new here, hi, my name is Giovanna. Basically, every week on this podcast, I come on and I talk about a hard feeling that I'm grappling with. A lot of times we try to suppress our difficult to process feelings and just push them down and put them in teeny tiny little boxes and then stomp on the boxes as hard as you can. But you know what? That doesn't usually work out in the long run. Usually in the long run, you just end up feeling very tightly wound and you have emotional breakdowns. So instead I podcast about them. I journal about them too. I also go to therapy. Not trying to brag, but been in therapy for about seven months now, so whoa, whoa, you, you're the ones applauding. I am not clapping here. Anyways, <laughs> we got a real silly intro today. That's because we're talking about anger again. Anger is a feeling I have probably already discussed multiple times in the podcast. First time in season two. Anger coming in hot at season two, episode three. That is the emotion that I've been grappling the most with this week. And you know what? I like to keep it current. I like to treat this as sort of a, a video diary, a little more formal than my diary if I'm being honestly, oh shoot, now this is really similar to the way I journal, because in my journal I also write song lyrics, and on this podcast I share mental health bops of the week. But I don't, I don't journal about my coping mechanisms, so that's the one difference between this podcast and my journal. But either way, it's great for me, and I hope it's great for you. I hope it makes you feel less alone. If you think that you are the only person in the world struggling with anxiety and depression, no, you're not, dude, because I'm right there with you. So anyway, let's get into it. Let's talk about, we're talking about anger in an interesting context this week because we're talking about the anger that comes along with gaining confidence. This is something I did not know existed until this week. Sort I, I sort of had a bit of a breakthrough um, earlier in the week this week. After a journaling sesh, yeah, of course I'm gonna drop some journaling propaganda in here for you. You guys know I'm pro-journaling. But anyway, so you know that feeling when you're talking to someone and you can tell that they don't think that you're as smart as they are? Like they are just not talking to you like an equal? Like you can just hear the judgment in their voice? That's how obvious it is? I'm sure my fellow ladies are familiar with that. Marginalized communities, the LGBT community, BIPOC community, young people, like this happens all the freaking time and it sucks. And me, I'm a people pleaser. I really like to give people the benefit of the doubt. So usually when I start to sense that from someone, I try to check myself and be like, okay, am I just projecting my own insecurity on this person or are they really judging me? Like, how do I really know if they're judging me? But the other thing to that is my gut. 
is good. I have been really working on honing my intuition over the last like year or so. I, and I'm not saying I'm an expert or anything now, but like I've always had a pretty good gut. You know, I got my aura red a couple months ago. I had purple in my aura, which means that you have good intuition. Anyway, I'm really trying to give you my credentials here before I tell you what I'm about to say. So I know when I have a gut feeling that that's usually correct. And I had an experience, I was talking to somebody earlier this week who I could just tell was not talking to me like an equal, was talking to me and pretty much outwardly said to me like multiple times that they did not think we were on an equal level. You know, in more or less words, you know when somebody says, oh, you're young, oh, you're young. <sighs> I am 29 and I get that that's young, but my frontal lobe is fully developed just like yours, man. Ooh, look at her, she's getting all fired up again. But anyways, yeah, I had this situation where I was talking to somebody who I could tell was not speaking to me as an equal and I found that I was feeling angry, but instead of letting, you know, pushing that anger down like I usually do and just saying, no, 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 like we, we don't wanna deal with this right now. Let's just be quiet. Let's just get through it. Let's just clench our fists and get through it. But instead of doing that, I was able to allow my anger to let me stand up for myself a little bit. You know, I, I wasn't confrontational. I didn't tell this person like, hey, you're talking to me like I'm dumber than you. But you know, I definitely stood up for myself and I spoke with more confidence than I usually do when talking to an authority figure. And by authority figure, I literally just mean anybody older than me. Um, and again, I'm 29, but I still struggle with authority figures. They, they make me nervous unless they immediately establish themselves as like a girl's girl. And I don't mean they have to be a girl, but you know, like somebody who's like a girl's girl, then I'm not afraid of them. But if they're not, I'm like, ugh. especially, especially if they say, oh, you, you're young. And they make a comment about you not knowing anything because you're young. But like I said, that anger gave me the confidence to ask questions and to point out inconsistencies and to like, you know, kind of demand that I be taken seriously. And I was, you know, really happy with that. It really showed me that anger can be an act. Asset. Think of anger as that little ally that lives in your gut, lives in your gut intuition, and it pops up to let you know when there's injustice, you know? Because one of the greatest things my therapist ever told me, anger is a protective emotion and usually pops up when your needs aren't being met or it pops up when you feel some sense of injustice. And you know, I'm not saying there's never gonna be a time where you aren't feeling anger because you are projecting your own insecurities. That's why I said I do like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like I don't judge somebody usually based off first conversation, unless it's a really freaking long conversation, but still, I'll consider the circumstances. Like, I will give people multiple chances, um, but this particular conversation, I had spoken to this person many times before, and it always goes the same way. So yeah, it was just interesting to play out a real life example. And I was like, I have to bring this to the hard feelings pod crew, man. Like, I gotta share it with my pals. I think the thing that used to scare me the most about allowing myself to express anger or not always just like pushing down the anger as soon as I started to feel it is because I associated anger with being loud, violent, and big. Three things I don't want to be. Big, I mean in the sense of like taking up space and now it's like, I guess big and loud, maybe the same. I don't know, but you know what I mean. Like big, loud, and violent. Things I don't want to be. I don't want to be perceived most of the time. So like to me, I just did not think anger was ever gonna be something I'd be comfortable showing. But you know, what I've found out more recently is like I said, anger can give you confidence and you don't need to express it in the, the stereotypical way, in the big, loud, and angry way. Anger can be a slight change 
change in your expression. You know me, I'm somebody who kind of keeps a permanent, pleasant smile on my face all the time whenever I'm talking to people, strangers or not. I just want to show that I am safe. I, I don't really know. It's honestly self-conscious. It's a people pleaser thing. I've been doing it forever. But when I'm a little angry with talking with someone or I want to be more stern, I'll wipe that pleasantness off my face. You know, I'm not gonna start mean mugging them or anything, but I feel like just the, the drop of the smile. I used to do this all the time when I worked in a coffee shop and we would have like creepy customers come in who would like try to flirt with me at the register. Ugh, so gross, so gross. Don't do that to service workers. But like some like gross old man would like flirt with me. You know, I have my customer service smile on and as soon as he would say that, I'd just say, okay, your total is $3. Like I just drop, you know, like I said, don't make a mean face, but you just drop the smile and they feel that. Ooh, dude, it sends a powerful message. Another thing anger can inform you to do is to change your body language. A lot is said when you cross your arms, right? This is saying a lot, saying a lot more than hands by my side. You can change your tone of speaking too. Honestly, I mean, you can tell when somebody's talking through a smile. That's what they tell you. I when I used to work in customer service too and have to answer the phone, they would say, you can hear you smiling. That's, that's the tip my mom always told me from her experience in customer service is that they can hear you smiling and your voice really does sound different when you smile. So when you stop smiling, your tone kind of just naturally goes down. At least mine does. I don't know. There's something about the lifting of your face that makes me want to talk in a naturally higher tone. Whereas when I don't smile, I just kind of drop into my regular voice a little more. So you've got the slight facial change, the slight tone change, and it says it sends a message. You're not being rude, you know, you're just being confident. I think that's what's really just been mind-blowing for me, is I never thought about anger giving you confidence, anger coming along with being more confident. When I used to be in situations where I felt like somebody wasn't treating me fairly, I would just like put it back on myself or I don't know, I would get angry. But like I said, I would really try to push that down because I really didn't want that to show because I had in my head that like, you can't show anger because when women show that they're angry, they're thought of as emotional and that sucks. And it makes me want to fight back against that. You know, something that I've always been frustrated with myself for is that I'm a very sensitive, emotional person, and sometimes when I get really frustrated, I cry, and it makes me so mad when it happens in front of men, because they don't, I, I'm sure some of them do, but a lot of them don't get it, and they give you this look where they look like freaked out, and then I have to say, I'm crying because I'm frustrated. I need you to understand that I cry when I feel frustrated. But yeah, I think the reason I tried to push the anger down for so long is because I felt like that time that I did allow a little anger to come through, it came through in frustrated tears. But what I didn't realize was that it came through in frustrated tears because I really wasn't allowing myself to express the anger. I was trying so hard to push it down that it was spilling over and my eyes welling up with tears and me feeling a big lump in my throat and just not being able to keep them. You know, I wasn't like teething, sobbing. It's more of a like the tears were just coming out of my eyes as I was talking and like my voice is clearly breaking and I was like oh I hate that this is happening but it was happening because I was suppressing my anger I feel like were I in that same situation that I was in five years ago I'm referring to to when I got fired from my last job I cried because I was really frustrated um I feel like if I was in that situation now I could handle it without crying because I could let that anger give me a little confidence and make me speak with more authority and whatnot 
but you know, hindsight's 2020. You can't change those situations going back, but you can only change how you behave going forward, and that's something I'm gonna try to remind myself of. Anger used to send me on high alert. Anger used to give me anxiety, make my heart beat faster, because I'm like, oh, I just want this to go away, I don't like this feeling. But then the last time I experienced anger, and you know, talked about it with my therapist after, she was like, ooh, that was really good, like, that helped you. So now, I'm trying to view anger as an asset. You know, I'm trying to view that rush of adrenaline as, you know, an opportunity to use it. You don't have to push all the adrenaline down. You don't have to, like I said, you don't have to be big, loud, or violent, but you can allow a little bit of it to assist you. You know, I'm trying to create a visual here. Okay, so when I read this book, I never finished the book, full disclosure. I just, I, I got into a fiction kick, okay? This is nonfiction. Debbie Ford's Dark Side of the Light Chasers is a really good book. I don't have that much left. I should just go back and finish it. But anyways, in that book, she talks about assigning a visual to all of your different emotions, like picturing a person associated with those emotions. She does a lot of guided meditation. She wants you to go like talk to them or whatever. But I, I really like the idea of visualizing um, someone for anger. And I was thinking about that today as I was walking. And the first thing that came to my head was 16 year old me. So I had a situation with my sophomore year of high school history teacher where we had this essay due and they were supposed to be five paragraph essays. We had to submit our outlines ahead of time. They were persuasive essays too. And and the way I formatted mine, she and I decided when looking at my outline that it made more sense for me to do four really solid paragraphs. Like that just, it made more sense for my outline. It was kind of a strange thing, you know, but that's how she told me to do it, or at least that's what I got from what she said to me. And so I turn in my essay and she gives me a C only because she says it's incomplete. She said it's supposed to be five paragraphs. So I'm like, whoa, I'm an incredibly anxious kid. I don't want to disappoint an authority figure. I would never purposefully not fully complete an assignment. Like, this wasn't something I threw together right before the class started. Like, I had worked hard on this. We'd been working on these essays for multiple weeks, and I don't think I said anything when she first handed it out. I think I was so flustered that I had to go home first. I might have had to talk to my mom about it first, but I know I went back to her, and I channeled that anger into confidence, and I told her, Mrs. I probably shouldn't be using teacher names. Mrs. What's-Her-Name, I need to talk to you about my essay because when I submitted my outline, you and I decided that four paragraphs made more sense for me, so I don't understand why you would now mark me off. And, you know, she tried to come back and say, I don't think I ever said that. And I said, well, if you didn't, that is how it was communicated to me. Look at my history as a student. When have I, like, turned in an incomplete assignment? I need you to let me submit this again with the next paragraph and regrade it. And you know what? She agreed. And I let that fire drive me. I didn't cry then either, which is surprising to me because I was definitely more afraid of authority figures when I was a teenager than I am now, but I didn't cry because I let that anger channel my confidence. And she let me resubmit it with that fifth paragraph, and you bet your bottom dollar I gone nay, because I had a good outline. I could not tell you if my life depended on it, what that essay was about. It was U.S. history. Might have been about the railroads, but either way, um, I got a good grade because I stood up for myself. Anger can allow you to have the confidence to stand up for yourself. If you're somebody like me, hi, non-confrontational, anxious all the time, do not like to have to disagree about anything. It is really hard to find the motivation to stand up for yourself sometimes, so anger's our little buddy cheering us on down there in our gut. Or maybe I'll visualize a little 16-year-old me on my shoulder. Here, put, editing me. Put her on there. Put her on. If you're not watching the visual podcast, you gotta come over to see me talking to 16-year-old me. What do you think I should do in this situation? You gotta stand up for yourself. She's got a tiny voice because she's um, I don't know. Should she just have my voice? You gotta stand up for yourself, girlfriend. And I say thank you. That's great advice. I will. And that's me 
being an ally with my own anger. Thank you, everybody. Close your notebooks. We are done until next class. I'm just kidding. We're not done. We have to talk about the mental health bop of the week. Sorry if that was an abrupt conclusion, but you guys, this is, this is groundbreaking for me. The realization that I can use my anger to channel inner confidence is kind of revolutionary. That's kind of, it's for me. Like, it's not a therapist, not a psychiatrist. I, I don't aim for this to be an educational podcast per se, because legally I cannot, and I would not, even if it was legal. But I'm just sharing my own experience. You know, for me, that was very mind-blowing. So I hope it was mind-blowing for you too. And if you already know, I, I know too. I'm in the club now. I have kind of a wacky pick for the mental health bop of the week this week, you guys. It's from 1974. It's by a little band called America, and it's called Tin Man. And hear me out. This is an absolute mental health bop because it gives us such bangers as Oz never did give nothing to the Tin Man that he didn't already have. Do you, you remember the Wizard of Oz? The tin Man wanted a heart, but turns out he had heart all along. I think that deserves to be a mental health bop one. It's incredibly catchy. I cannot get it out of my head. Oz never did give nothing to the Tin Man that he didn't already have. It's groovy. It's folksy. It's, it's good stuff. And it's a thinker. It really makes you think. It's also a really good somatic therapy song. That's just, that's just therapy talk for dancing. Um, it's not, but it is when I'm talking about it. It's good somatic therapy because it makes you just kind of want to groove you don't have to be good at dancing. You just kind of got a groove. And if this is not your first episode of the Hard Feelings Podcast, you know I am very pro dancing for your mental health. Doesn't have to be good, just has to be fun. You just gotta move your limbs a little bit. Get that energy out. All right, you guys, I feel like I've been rambling a lot this episode. Um, as I do every episode, it is a labor of love, a labor of chaos. It's not a lot of labor. It's a chaos of love that I provide to you in the form of this mental health podcast. I hope you're taking time to rest. I am still, just because we didn't talk about tiredness and rest this week doesn't mean I'm not still screaming about it. I hope you're giving yourself time to rest. I hope you're listening to your body and moving it when it feels good and resting it when that feels good too, and drinking water and doing things that are, are good for you. I don't know. Take care of yourself, dude. I love you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you're interested about any of the makeup on my face, most of it's from Trixie Cosmetics. And I will link it down below if you want to check it out. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Subscribe, follow, do all the things. I'm so grateful that you listened to the end of the episode. And I'll talk to you next Friday with a new one. Bye!